0: we continue our study of Ephesians with Paul's instruction to wives. Paul will address and instruct husbands in next week's message, but for now, ladies first. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Spirit Led Wives. The command is be being subject to your own husband. The motive? As to the Lord. The reason, well, this is God's design. Look at verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. The reason for submitting is that this is the order of creation as God designed it for our good. A body without a head doesn't get much done. A head without a body might have lots of ideas and none of them work, but a coordinated head and body where both function properly, that produces beauty, productivity, and grace. The original plan of God for marriage is described in Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 25. The woman was created to be the perfect helper for the man. There's an old Hebrew Hebrew uh, parable that says that woman was not taken from the head of man so that she would not be his superior, nor was she taken from the foot of man so that she would be his inferior. She was taken from the side so that she might be his companion. Oh, and by the way, God put him to sleep so he had no clue what was going on until he woke up and found, wow, this is the one for me. Now, a few comments about that. First of all, notice that the context of this statement about headship is limited to marriage. This is not speaking to single women. It's not addressing the role of woman in relationship to man or womankind in relationship to mankind in society in general. The Bible requires male headship or leadership clearly in two contexts, in marriage and in the church. There are people who love to destroy and attack both of those, but that's God's design. To force the principle to other contexts is to go beyond what Scripture teaches us to do. Another comment, headship does not mean superiority Think about the other relationships we're about to see here. Servants are not inferior to masters. Children are not inferior to parents. Wives are not inferior to husbands. But in relationships, there's a necessary order that requires both leadership and submission, or followership, if I can create that word. Each party in a relationship must occupy one role or the other third thing this is to husbands we'll just give you a little snippet of what you might get next week being a head does not mean being a ruler it means here being a savior a head like Christ who sacrificed himself to save people like us who didn't deserve it at all. The head, as Christ is head over the church, is the one who gives himself up for someone else's benefit. Last Sunday, doing that wedding that I've been waiting for for so long, I looked my own son in the eye and I said, you lived with me for a long time. You know that I believe this stuff and you understand Being the head doesn't make you smarter, but it makes you more responsible. Take the responsibility. Husbands, your wife needs your your care, your guidance, your concern, your love, your example of godliness and service to the Lord. That's what she's called to submit to, not to your dictatorship. Listen to her. Seek her opinions. Understand her feelings. Yeah, I get it. That's impossible. But spend the rest of your life trying to get as close as you can, right? We all know I'm fine does not mean I'm fine. That's an idiom where the words mean something totally different. Dig. God gave her to you for your godliness. Take advantage of it. Use that relationship for his glory. She is the helper that God gave to you, knowing what you need better than you knew yourself when you thought you chose her. You must do what is best for her, and what's best for your family. The command be submissive. The motive, as to the Lord. The reason, Because it's the order of creation. Then there's a pattern. Verse 24. But as the church is subject to Christ. There's the word occurring again. As the church voluntarily arranges itself under the headship of Jesus. As the church is subject to Christ. So also wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. We give ourselves to Christ. We give ourselves to Christ voluntarily, wholeheartedly, sincerely, enthusiastically, unwaveringly, same should be true for wives. Now there's that little phrase there, in everything. Another use of in everything, kind of like in verse 20, that causes some people to uh, leap to some wrong conclusions. Let me um, apply two sound principles of Bible interpretation that will help us understand this uh, properly according to its original context. Um, We will um, sort it out more as we look at the leadership of husbands, but one is the consistency of Scripture. We know that no passage of Scripture contradicts any other passage of Scripture because God cannot contradict Himself, and this is all His Word. God will never put you in a position in which it is His will for you to sin. So obviously, in everything should be taken much more in connection with as to the Lord than exactly and totally everything. You cannot submit to your husband if he tells you to lie. You would be a terrible helper sent from God if you aided and abetted your husband in breaking God's laws or if you did it for him if he asks you to swap mates for a night if he wants you to put your okay on him spending a weekend with his secretary or if he wants you to get drunk with him or use illegal drugs you, you decline you humbly tell him the truth you speak truth in love you confront his rebellion against God and you pray that he will repent. You don't join your husband in sin, and you don't excuse helping him to sin by claiming you are being obedient to God in your submission. There comes the time that you may have to say what Peter and his friends told the high priest and his counsel in Acts five twenty nine: We must obey God rather than men. You might have to say, you know, I, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm devoted to you. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm not disobeying my Lord for you. Please change. Come back. There's also the principle of context that tells you that understanding in everything has to be with regard to the marriage. Your husband is not your Lord. But with the exception of any direct violation of God's moral will, you should be submitting yourself, arranging yourself under Him, adapting yourself to Him in the most helpful, loving, Christ-honoring way that you can. Another thing I say in wedding ceremonies that I conduct derived from Proverbs 31, I say to a wife... Your lips should be his most faithful counselor, always speaking truth in love as he does for you. So discuss any issue that needs a decision. If it needs a joint decision, work on it with your husband. Give your input. Share your feelings Even if you don't like how he will react to your feelings, how's he ever going to deal with them if you don't speak the truth in love? Press him to pray with you about the decision. Do the best research you can. Maybe you know something he doesn't. Maybe you both have a blind spot and you can help fill it in. Then if you cannot come to complete agreement, well accept his decision. He needs your support. He is accountable to the Lord for his leadership in your relationship. Remember, God is at work in his life just as much as he is in yours. And also remember that your husband likes to hear, I told you so, just as much as you like to hear it. I can give you an example from another realm. Our elders and deacons meet together every month. We operate in a, in a similar fashion. When we come to any subject that has been brought up to us, um, we have to work it through and seek the Lord's will. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.